Hey, welcome everybody to the news edition of No Driving Gloves for July 13th, 2018. I guess this makes it a Friday the 13th. Ooh. I'm not too superstitious when it comes to Friday the 13th. Let's hit a few things that uh, popped up on my record since, uh, say, Monday for the uh, the news happenings. Got a quick one here that Ford's uh, June sales report confirms their truck numbers are selling or trucks are selling in record numbers, which kind of goes with disappointing to me. You know, Ford announced a couple of months back that they were going to discontinue basically all car production and only go to SUVs and pickups. I think starting in 2020, I believe it is. No more fusions, no more whatever. But in the first six months of the year, it looks like Ford has sold 1,277,691 cars. So 1.3 million vehicles. It's down a little bit from last June. The funny thing is, according to the article, 50,000 of those are Lincoln. So why are we even keeping Lincoln around? 1.3 million sales, 50,000 are Lincoln. That number supposedly down from 2017 also. But then again, Ford is with Lincoln is... I'm really impressed with the Continental, which hasn't really lit lit every world on fire. Uh, more of a car guy than a truck guy. But the Navigator, I guess, is just taken off like a rocket. And sales are just, I think this article saying sales are 9,100 on the Navigator for 2018, which is an 82% increase over last, or just over 82%. The Continental Sedan went moved 4,400, which I think is still pretty respectful. I mean, that's half of what the uh, Navigator has. But going on, it seems that, you know, that Ford's kind of backing up their numbers. 25,000 Festivas sold compared to uh, 451,000 F-Series trucks. So there's 800,000, you know, we'll say there's 800,000 cars there and SUVs for that difference, but it really doesn't Break it down, 25,000 Festivas, 42,000 Mustangs, which is down. But from what I understand, a lot of people are a little bit tired of the Mustang now and kind of ready for an update on it. So that that's a little bit of the Ford news. Of course, you can check the Facebook page and see the link to that, that article. Uh, we also have Goodwood, a festival of speeds going on right now. I was supposed to be in Goodwood, but because of my home and certain other little Little things I had I had to stay in the states this year. Couldn't go to Goodwood. Kind of disappointed because you know how Derek, Will, and I are a little bit excited about electric cars, but a fully autonomous uh, sixty-four and a half Mustang supposed to be running up the hill this weekend. Siemens and uh, Cranfield University have put it together. I guess it's a sixty-five Mustang, sixty-five, sixty-four and a half. Only the Mustang guys will get mad at me, and maybe that'll create some. News and chatter out there getting the 64 and a half, 65 wrong. You know, this car's, a, I believe, a 289 with a uh, three-speed. Um, not quite sure how all of that works. Let's see. I can't wait. Footage in that from Goodwood. Goodwood's really good. Follow their Facebook page, uh, Goodwood Festival of Speed, or uh, even the Goodwood Revival for the fall event. There should be some pretty cool happenings and some pretty cool cars. Uh, the new Toyota Super ran up the hill today, all camouflaged. You knew it was a car, but because of the camouflage, really cool camouflage, you really couldn't tell the shape or a lot of the details. Really nice job by Toyota, but I guess the Supra is right around the corner, and of course that's going to have a sister car with the BMW uh, in the very near future. I believe the Z4 replacement will be also be kind of a co-badge thing. Think uh, Subaru BRZ, FR, excuse me, Toyota 86 now. It's not the FRS anymore. 
So now we'll have the Supra BMW. Next little bit of news is if you bought a car, a brand new car since 1995, there's a $1 billion settlement on the horizon uh, from a class action lawsuit related to kind of bid rigging and pr- price fixing. You never really understand how these class action lawsuits come out. But basically, if you bought a brand new vehicle, 1995 to 2018, and you lived in one of 30 states, you're eligible for joining into this class action lawsuit and getting your portion of a billion dollars. Payout will be determined on the number of people that actually participate in the lawsuit. You do have until February, or excuse me, July 18th or 16th or something, if you uh, would like to opt out of the lawsuit so that you can individually sue the uh, suppliers uh, in question here. Uh, there is a, um, I guess, a 877 number, 877-940-5043, 877-940-5043. Consumers can call to get more information on this uh, class action lawsuit. Of course, I haven't lived in any of the states that it's applicable to uh, and bought new cars out being... Uh, well, I can't remember. Maybe I did buy one in um, Kansas. I can't remember if I a brand new car in Kansas or not, but uh, Virginia and Alabama are excluded. Happy birthday to the mid-engine Ferrari. It's now 50 years old. The old 246 Dino came out. First mid-engine road car Ferrari. Just kind of a, a little thing. Uh, I was talking to somebody about that today while working on a Lotus uh, X180R, the race car version of the Esprit. He was going, oh, this is kind of like a Ferrari, and I kind of pointed out to him that Lotus actually introduced the mid-engine before Ferrari in a racing world, and even as a road car, uh, with the uh, Europa hitting hitting the streets in 66, 67, they kind of beat Ferrari by a year or two there also, and they beat Ferrari by a year or two to the uh, Formula One tracks with a mid-engine car, the Lotus 18, and I believe Ferrari didn't, uh, Lotus 18, 1958, and... A Ferrari didn't do that until the shark noses in 61. Again, Lotus a little bit ahead there. Uh, Ferrari, you know, he just is he's stubborn. I think we all know that. And, of course, the Dino was replaced by the 308 GTB, which I think really, especially for my generation, is what put Ferrari on the minds of everybody. And I think I'll just throw in, since we are a little bit short for this news episode, how would you like to find a 300 SL? a gullwing uh, in a storage unit. I guess this has happened. Probably worth about a million dollars, what the article is saying. A 43rd example to roll off the production line in 1954. It was stuck in a storage unit with all its chrome pieces, no paint. It's been sitting for 60 years, which kind of amazes me. Do we really have? I guess it's 60 years, but the article says it's 60 years. But the car... Did we have storage units 60 years ago? And I guess Hagerty's uh, barn find hunter Tom Cotter is going to take a closer look at it. Bill Warner of Amelia Islands involved in this car. Probably really worth, I guess, checking out, reading the article. There is a uh, video of the, uh, or a link to the video of the barn find hunter about this car on our, our website and a link to the article. Just kind of a cool thing. We all, you know, we talk about barn finds. We've even had an episode of uh, No Driving Gloves discussing barn finds, and I guess this is a barn find if it was truly forgotten about. But somebody's been paying a hundred bucks or a hundred and fifty bucks a month to uh, store this car, so somebody knew it was there. 
and it doesn't quite say if this is actually was bought at a storage auction or whatever in the short little two-paragraph article on the car. But again, we'll be posting these links throughout the week on the No Driving Gloves Facebook page. So check check that out there if you want more details. Of course, uh, this episode is dropping, as I said, on uh, Friday, July 13th. And join us on Monday, July 16th for a new episode of No Driving Gloves. I think it's just going to be Derek and John, but we'll find out. I know Will's tied up with a deadline on a project and beginning to, you know, deadline after deadline. It's summer. So with that, we'll be talking to you later. Be seeing you.